Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Go even unto China for knowledge. And we need to accumulate knowledge in our lives. But there comes a point when knowledge has to be turned into action. And we have to take the knowledge that we have acquired and bring it into being. Bring it into who we are. So we can know about mercy by definition, but to act merciful is an entirely different act than defining mercy. And this is part of the experience with a true sheikh. A sheikh gives knowledge. And my sheikh, my teacher, Muhammad Rahim Bao Muhayyadeen, was a fountain of words. And he would constantly be explaining things to us. But in addition to explaining things to us, he was an example in being. So he wasn't just talking about how to be. He was being what he was talking about. So there were different ways to learn. One of the ways was to listen and to integrate what had been said into our being. And another way <coughs> was to watch, to see how he acted. And it's very important to see how a man of that character, a friend of Allah, acts. Because he said to us, become like me. So what does that mean? It means become like me, act like me, do things the way that I do them. Within the phrase become like me, there's a very important understanding. To become like him, you have to be with him. You have to be close to him. You have to be encapsulated with him. You have to be integrated with him. You have to be at a point where you don't separate yourself from him. Your constant effort has to be to be able to do that which he does. And over a period of time, you have an opportunity to see what he does and how he does it on a consistent basis. He wasn't loving just some of the time. He was loving all of the time. He wasn't compassionate just some of the time. He was compassionate all of the time. He was merciful all of the time. He was just all of the time. He was kind all of the time. He didn't take a break from being loving. 
He didn't take a break from being compassionate. Now, when we were with him, one of the great pleasures in our life, uh, maybe the greatest pleasure in our life, was being able to sit with him. To be close to him took you to a place that was rarefied in this world. A place where a manifestation of Allah's qualities existed among us. Where a manifestation of the holy names existed among us. And to be with that altered who we were. One of the things that a Kamal Sheikh, a true Sheikh can do, is to give to his disciples that which he has. So when he said, become like me, he didn't just say it, he meant it. And he did what he could to create the atmosphere so that we could become like him. There was a transference of who he was to us. And this transference is constantly going on in this world. God is this great mystery that wants to be known. And as you become one who knows him, that transference occurs. And one of the ways to come to know him is to be with one who knows him. And through the knowing of the one who knows him, you become closer to the truth. But you do it by becoming like the one who knows him. So we have to individually, personally, on our own, surrender to that which is holy. And that which is holy doesn't leave this world. It manifests at times as an example for us of how we should be and what we can become, but it doesn't leave. So even though the manifestation may not be seen for a momentary phase in existence, it doesn't mean it's not there. It's always there. And for those of us who don't have the opportunity to see the manifestation, we have to be able to understand the nature of that manifestation and through that understanding become what that was. Because it is. It is at all times, whether it's manifest or not. In truth, the manifestation is the illusory part of existence. The truth is, what did that manifestation represent? And that manifestation represented love. And love can't be seen. It represented kindness. Kindness can't be seen. It can't be weighed. It can't be measured. But it certainly is there and certainly has an incredibly powerful effect. So, love and kindness and mercy and compassion and justice are what keep this world going. 
This is what sustains existence. Allah created and sustains. And Allah's names are mercy and compassion. And in his mercy and compassion, he sustains the world. So the fact that we see the world is a proof of Allah's existence. The fact that we see the world is a translator for what Allah is. Allah can be seen through understanding that the trees are his creation. Allah can be seen through understanding that the grass is his creation, that the birds that fly are his creation. The squirrels that scamper around up and down the trees are his creation. Everything that we see is a proof of him. Everything that we see points towards his glory. And if we are open to seeing his glory, then everything we see translates into that glory. A dervish was walking through the market and a man selling watermelons was screaming, the sweetest there is, the sweetest there is. The dervish fainted because he thought people were talking about God. And it brought into him the resonance of that truth. We, we need to be in that place where the resonance of that truth is close to us. Even though we may not be near a manifestation of that truth, we are still close to that truth that isn't manifest. Manifest or not, it's there. When the prophet passed, some people thought he was dead. And others said he didn't die. That which the prophet was continues onward. And the friends of Allah don't die. Those qualities don't die. Those qualities are Allah. And what does it mean to be a friend of Allah? It means that you carry the qualities that are Allah. The only way to become close to Allah is to be like Allah. So, when we talk about friends of Allah, when we talk about prophets of Allah, when we talk about katubs of Allah, these are the ones who have taken on what Allah is and brought it into the world and are able to show it to us as an example of truth and as an example of reality. But we should never forget that that truth is always amongst us, and can't be taken away, because Allah is always amongst us, and Allah is here because he chooses to maintain and sustain this world, and he chooses to give sustenance to this world, and this is a constant choice that he makes. And we are here to take advantage of that choice. And we are here to understand what all that means. And what it means is that he is making himself available to us. He is making himself be able to grasp what he is. So as we walk through the world, 
And as we interact with others, as we talk with others, as we meet others, we need to be able to bring that mercy and compassion that is everywhere into our being so that it can flow through our being to whoever we encounter. Allah's work is done in many different ways. And one of the ways it can be done is through you. And for it to happen, you have to allow it to flow through you, which means you have to give it away. You have to give the mercy that is Allah away. You have to give the compassion that is Allah away. You can't hold on to it because it doesn't work like that. It works through giving. And because God is a never-ending supply of mercy and compassion, you don't have to worry about it running out. Compassion and mercy don't run out. There's an abundance beyond measure of it, and it is for all of us. And as we give it away, we get more. And as we give it away, we become closer to it. So, the methodology for becoming closer to God is to become involved with God's qualities and learn how to transfer those qualities from ourselves to others. It's in that action that we become close to God, and it's in that action that we become friends of God. God created everything and everybody. God sustains everything and everybody. If we help in that, by allowing Allah to come through us towards others, we are helping in the grand scheme of things. And then the truth of who we are will become manifest within us. As compassion and mercy and the qualities of Allah rise and grow within us, and this happens by allowing it to go through us and be given away, the parts of us that are not real begin to dissipate and disappear. As we grow in mercy, anger lessens. As we grow in mercy, jealousy lessens. As we grow in mercy, hastiness lessens. As we grow in mercy, discontent disappears. When you are full of mercy, you can't be discontent. When you are full of compassion, you can't be unhappy. It's not the way things are. So, in our giving, this is one of the methods that we disappear and acknowledge that Allah alone exists. As we disappear, Allah appears. He appears in his qualities manifest in this earth. So, in the same way 
that we were with a manifestation of the qualities of Allah when we were with our Shaykh. We need to become manifestations of the qualities of Allah in our life if we are truly going to live a life as a life is supposed to be lived. Or else we are hiding in illusion, unaware of the truth of existence. Without the qualities of God, our life is illusory. Without the qualities of God, our existence is caught in that which is temporary. Without the qualities of God, there is no tomorrow. There is no today. There is nothing. And only when the qualities of God begin to exist within us does a true manifestation of existence occur? And what is that manifestation of existence? It's an acknowledgement that only God exists. And everything that we thought we were disappears and dissipates. And people are afraid of giving themselves up because they think that they will somehow be lost and there's nothing to replace what they're giving up. Well, it's not true. The truth is, as you give yourself up, you become more. You become more and more and more. And what is it that you become? Or as Bauer would say, when I am here, God is not. And when God is here, I am not. So imagine floating in the essence of our Lord, floating in the essence of truth and reality, floating in hak. We talk about the state of hakikat, the state of reality. Well, it begins with the shariat, abiding by the rules, tarikat, going on the path towards truth, and then hakikat, disappearing in reality, disappearing into the truth, so that only God exists, so that only the truth exists, so that as we walk, the truth walks. As we speak, the truth speaks. As we are silent, the truth is silent. Every one of us is capable of attaching ourselves to our Lord. Every one of us is capable of allowing the Lord to, to put his qualities within us and allow those qualities to come through us. But to do that, we have to give up the desires that we have of the world. We have to give up the mind tricks that we have in the world. We have to give up the need for fame, the need for all of the illusory things that are in the world. As we give these up, as we no longer need them, it becomes easier to reside in the truth. But if there is this conflict between the illusory world and Hak reality, this conflict holds us 
as a prisoner. This doubt pulls us from the truth. We have to give up our doubt. We have to believe that God is real, God alone exists, and that we can disappear within him. And the greatest accomplishment that we can do in our life is to disappear within him. I remember Bao once saying that some of his children were in such bad shape when they came to him that all he could do was hold them against his breast and cradle them and give them love. There are studies done that if babies aren't held, they grow up with disturbed personalities because they need to be held at that stage of life. They need to be loved. Well, that never goes away. That need to be loved never leaves us. That need to be loved is a constant need that as beings we have. Well, if you understand the, recipro- the reciprocity of the nature of this existence, if we need it, everybody else needs it too. So, if we need love, how do we bring love into the world? By giving love. As you give love, you are loved. Because Allah gives you the love that you give. He is the love that you give. So, we need to understand how to love. And we need to integrate love into our existence. Sufism is known as the path of love. And consciousness is elevated through love. Consciousness that loves is different than consciousness that hates. Consciousness that loves is different than consciousness that's jealous. Consciousness that is content is different than consciousness that is not content. Think about these things. And understand that what we need to do is to become consciousness that is content. If you want to change the nature of your existence, you need to change the nature of your consciousness. You don't change the nature of your existence by accumulating money. You don't change the nature of your existence by becoming famous. You don't change the nature of your existence by having power. Look at the people in power in the world. Are they much different than they were before they had power? What's different about them? If you want your destiny to change, change your consciousness. Changing your consciousness is the only real change that happens in existence. Every other change is illusory. Make-believe And not real. We have to understand this. We have to understand that buying a bigger house doesn't change who we are. Buying a bigger car doesn't change who we are. None of these things 
that we can accumulate from the world change who we are. All change is internal. It's not about external things that we accumulate. And the true change occurs through the change in consciousness. And this is the holy war. The war to become holy. The war for our consciousness to become holy. And this is the struggle that we're in. And somehow, sometime in our life, we have to give up this struggle. And we should understand it's not a struggle to be kind. It's our nature. It's not a struggle to be loving. It's our true nature. And we need to stop fighting against our true nature. We're, we're, we're told too often that we have to succeed in the world. And success in the world somehow means stepping over others. I remember uh, talking to people who were involved in uh, business and also on the spiritual path. And they were thinking, and I was really quite surprised, that the, the rules for the world were different than the rules for the spiritual path. So, in the spiritual path, that part of your life, you could be kind and loving. But in your business world, you had to be mean and aggressive and take control of things and push things around to get what you needed. Well... I've been doing both for a long time. And the rules for everything in this world are the same. There's no two sets of rules. There's one set of rules. And if you want to become a true human being, you have to apply this one set of rules to everything that you do. You can't change from one endeavor to the other and think that you can be different. What happens is you become a mess and you're neither here or there. You're, you're, you're caught in betwixt and between. We need to set a straight path and we need to use this path for everything. The prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, was known in his early years before he became a prophet as an honest businessman. He was known as one who, when you asked him to do something, would do it correctly and appropriately. Later, he became a prophet. But that reputation of honesty and justice and the ability to come to appropriate conclusions in situations of strife stayed with him and was part of the foundation of his prophethood. So, we shouldn't believe that there are different ways to do things in different areas of the world, in different situations within the world. We should always be merciful. We should always be compassionate. We should always have God's justice. We should always know the truth and be involved within the truth. And then everything will go right according to God's will. If our will interposes 
and we imagine certain scenarios, those may not happen. But that's not reality. That's our imagination. So give up our imagination and replace our imagination with mercy. And you'll find contentment. Is the purpose of your life to be famous or be content? How many famous people have had disastrous lives because they couldn't handle the fame? They've gone on to incredibly difficult situations because of the fame that was thrust upon them and because of their inability to handle it. The only way you can handle things is with God's qualities. The only way things can become accomplished is with God's qualities. The only way to do things in this world correctly is with God's qualities. And to find an equilibrium within ourselves where we can be in a centered place where these qualities can come into us and out of us. And a constant in and out in the same way that the breath comes into us and goes out of us. We breathe God in and we breathe his qualities out. We breathe the truth in and we breathe his qualities out. There is a constant circular motion going on in existence. And that circular motion is going on in us. And that circular motion should be involved with the qualities of God. We all know about atoms revolving around themselves with their internal structure of electrons. We all understand the circular nature of the universe. We understand the circular nature of the solar system. Well, there's a circular nature that goes on in us, in and out, in and out, in and out, constantly in and out. So what comes in? The qualities of God come in. What goes out? The qualities of God go out. And we have to attune ourselves to this. We have to attune ourselves to make an opening within us to allow the qualities of God to come in, which means the veils of illusion have to be lifted from us. The lies of illusion have to be lifted from us. The imaginations about illusion have to be lifted from us. The lies of desire and the needs that desire has have to be lifted from us. And as these things are lifted from us, we begin to become real. We begin to become hawk. Even in our everyday language, people, when they speak about somebody, will say, well, he's real. Or, he's not real. Nobody's home. Well, the only one that can be home in reality is Allah. And you need to make yourself a home for Allah. And to do that, you have to give up yourself. And there's a glory in this that is beyond words. There's a glory in this that is beyond expression and beyond the ability to convey. It happens 
when it happens and you will know that it happens and there will be an exaltation when that occurs within your being that will supplant all of the illusion you've been carrying for all these years to the point where you won't need it anymore. You'll be wondering, what was I doing? What was I thinking? How did I get to that place? Thank God I'm done with it. And that's what we have to do. We have to be done with it. We have to be released from it. We have to be unchained from it. We have to give up our slavery to the world and enter into the glory of God's realm. May it be made easy for each of us. And may we all be taken by him, to him, on his straight path. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbi Lalameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.